What's up, college baseball fans? Live college baseball is back. Flow Sports is your home for live and on-demand coverage of the biggest tournaments of the year, including the State Farm College Baseball Showdown, the Round Rock Classic, the Frisco Classic, and the Sanderson Ford Classic, and so much more. Go behind the scenes with exclusive interviews, in-depth tournament previews, and a host of college baseball-focused content. Subscribe today by going to flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. That is F-L-O-Baseball.tv forward slash 11-P-O-I-N-T-7. And when you purchase a Flow Baseball subscription, you'll get access to an entire Flow Sports network of over 25 sports. Don't miss out. Sign up with flowbaseball.tv forward slash 11.7. That's F-L-O baseball.tv forward slash 11.7. We are so excited to have them on as an advertiser and sponsor. Flow Baseball has done so much for us already, and we're really looking forward to having them on in the foreseeable future. Guys, don't miss out. Please go and get a subscription with Flow Baseball to show your support of college baseball today. What is up, college baseball fans? Another episode of the 11.7 podcast here today. We got a full show ahead, including an interview with Kansas State ace left-handed pitcher Jordan Wicks. Unbelievable interview with him. Such a good, like, down-to-earth kind of guy. And we asked him some, you know, different questions than what he's used to. But he was, uh, you know, he's a great interview and someone that we're really appreciative to have on the show. So we're going to be airing that in the middle of the episode here today. But, hey, we got a fun episode today. We're going to be talking midweek recaps. We're going to be talking weekend previews. Uh, there's a couple tournaments going on this weekend with the Round Rock Classic and the uh, Coastal Carolina Baseball Classic as well. Um, and we're going to be able to do some, uh, some trivia at the end of the show that Dimitri has written up for the fans and the listeners. And then we're also going to give our weekend picks for the five series that we have. So uh, it's going to be a fun show. Dimitri, joining me as howdy, always. Howdy, And uh, so we just did the preview of the show. And I mean... Dude, what a week! What a midweek to start the year. I mean, I felt like there were more runs than like, than like after eating Taco Bell. <laughs> Dude, we called it. I mean, midweeks—you can't even call them upsets anymore. Midweeks are just going to be a shit show all year. It really is. No, you're not kidding. Like, the—I think we put it well to start the season that the mid-majors are like not a team you want to mess with, especially in the midweek because they see these games against Texas A&M and. Uh, and bigger teams like that, like that's their Super Bowl. Like that's their College World Series. Going to play on those nice fields. Uh, it's it's something that now that they're a little bit older, the guys are returning again. Um, you know, instead of freshmen and sophomores out there, it's really like juniors, seniors. Uh, so exactly. I don't know. So we're we're gonna see a lot of upsets this year in the midweek, and uh, I think that's gonna be exciting to to follow throughout the whole season. But what was like? What was one thing that really stuck out to you this uh, midweek, Dimitri? So um, I was just going to do a quick rundown, but the biggest thing that shocked me, honestly, 
I mean, well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and start see, while you're looking for something. I mean, I, I was going to say, there's just a couple of things that stick out to me, but USC Greensboro win over NC State was pretty big because NC State was up. NC State was up, and Greensboro just kept answering and answering. And then they put up a sixth spot in like the fifth or sixth inning, and then they took the lead, a three-run lead in the ninth and won that. So I think that was just like, holy shit, what a fun game. Yeah, no, and I think that, yeah, they scored three in the ninth. But, I mean, you and I both played against UNC Greensboro at Mercer. They were in our conference, and, I mean, those guys could just always hit. Like, they were just such a good hitting team. They always lacked a few pitchers. But uh, I think they made a regional two or three years ago, and they played at Clemson. I think they did pretty well over there. So um, that's definitely a team that to, to watch out for this season for, for sure, uh, especially in that Southern Conference with teams like Mercer and Samford and Western Carolina and those. So, um, yeah, that one kind of stood out to me. But the biggest thing for me that stood out was the Auburn Bats scored 51 runs in two games against Alabama A&M. And, dude, that's hard to do like at any level in baseball. To score 52 runs in two games? Their new football coach was a great hire because 33 nothing. Um, their defensive coordinator did a great job. Offensive yeah. coordinator put together a great game plan to put up 33. I don't know if Auburn football could have beaten Alabama AM and 33 nothing this past year. I really don't. I don't know if Auburn football scores three, 33 points. Uh, I don't know. Alabama A&M, they don't, they don't really scare me too much. All right. So does that say more about like Auburn's hitting or, or maybe Alabama A&M's pitching <laughs> and their midweek pitching at that? I saw a couple clips of it. I'm going to have to say, no offense to Auburn. I think they'll be a good team, but I think Alabama A&M gave them about 15. Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of errors and walks. And then, walk, of walk, course, big hit, walk, walk, big hit, error, big hit, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. But the other thing that really stands out to me, I mean, we, we, we knew Texas A&M was going to, you know, not be the best team they've ever had. But my, my God, Ben. My God, they lost <laughs> two out of three to Xavier. But then you would think, okay, we got some shit up our ass. Let's let's get it together, right? Right. They come up and lay a goose egg, not a goose egg, an egg, and lose to Abilene Christian. That's not good. <laughs> At I home. mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. Losing three out of four games. To and then Xavier. they follow. They follow that up with a extra inning win against Tarleton State, who just became. I, mean, Division I had one. to ask you how to pronounce that. Tarleton or Tarleton? Like Tarleton who the hell State. Is Tarleton. They were Division Two for a long time, and they recruited me pretty hard out of high school because they're out in West Texas, the middle of nowhere. Uh, I'll give you five bonus points if you can name Tarleton State's mascot right now. I can't, and I'm not, and I'm proud to not know what Tarleton State's mascot is. <laughs> They're the Texans. You know what I think of when I think of Tarleton? I think of the rookie and the oil rig just going up and down. That's pretty much what it is over there. I mean, that's what I think of when I think Tarleton State, like in some nowhere Texas, and Texas A&M is walking them off in 10 innings. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that's just that's not good. And it's not. And then you had teams like Oklahoma who, you know, played at Globe Life Field at the New Arlington ballpark against Stephen F. Austin, who's been known as like probably one of the worst teams in Texas Division One baseball over the last, you know, 10, 12 years since they brought baseball back. And I mean, Stephen F. Austin killed them. They were hitting bombs off of the pitching. And that dude hit a missile to right. I saw that. Yeah. No, I mean, I was I was very disappointed in Oklahoma. Just another year of Oklahoma seeming to be a little overhyped, as as the kids would say nowadays. Um, so 
the Big 12 might be in trouble. I don't know. I, I'm a big Big 12. I, oh, that's weird to say. I'm a big Big 12 baseball fan. I think all the teams are, are always good and competitive. But, I mean, this might be the year. And we talked about it with Jordan Wicks. Kansas State might sneak up on some people because nobody's thinking about them right now. They go out and beat Oregon State opening day. I mean, they have a one of the top two or three pitchers in the Big 12 with Jordan Wicks. And I mean, top two or three preseason Big 12 pitcher of the year. Yeah. And, and so – this might be the year where the Big 12 gets a little funky because nobody knows what Baylor's going to be like after losing Nick Lofton. Um, TCU should be the front runner right now. TCU, I don't know, man. I like Oklahoma State a lot this year. I think they're actually going to turn it around um, and play well. It's just going to be interesting because Texas, I mean, Texas ended up beating BYU today like 12 to 6 or something, and they beat them yesterday 3 to 1. But I might be know. crowded. I agree. Yeah, I think it's just going to be crowded. It's going to be who's hot at the right time for sure. But I don't know, man. Oklahoma hasn't impressed me. Texas hasn't impressed me. TCU showed signs in that in that opening weekend tournament where uh, they impressed me a little bit by beating Mississippi State that one game. I'm going to take a step back. Texas A&M is going to get slaughtered in the SEC way. Yes, I agree. I mean, my God, Ben. I, I, I can't get over how like, no way, shape, or form should Texas A&M ever struggle or lose that many games in a row. I agree. I mean, they lost a lot, though. They lost but, a lot. I mean, you're still recruiting SEC baseball players in the heart of Texas. Yeah. I think a freshman, all freshman team at Texas A&M should at least, okay, I mean, older guys at other schools, yeah, 100%. You know, you got a fifth-year senior, Xavier, toe in the rubber. That guy's got some shit up his neck. That guy wants to win a game, right? And he's got yeah. some experience. But – if Texas A&M can find a guy throwing 94, 95 with a freshman, with a five-round draft, they could at least pull one. Yeah, throw, Go out there and throw against Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. And, and going back to the Big 12, I totally just skipped over Texas Tech, who I think will win the conference um, pretty handily this year. I know they went 0-3 in that, in that opening State Farm tournament, but – You can't sleep on them. Can't sleep on them. They're going to get it figured out. I mean, they were just – couple big hits away and a couple outs away from going two and one possibly even three and oh that tournament so um i definitely think texas tech's gonna win it but you're right two through eight i could i mean it's gonna be a mess it's gonna be jumbled up for sure it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a shit show it's gonna be a crowd a very crowded battle for that three spot in in your conference tournament because you know how it is the top one two c gets set up pretty nicely oh yeah oh yeah but and that, so hey, that Big 12 tournament might be actually really fun to watch. I mean, all the tournaments are fun to watch, but yeah. Uh, Big 12 tournaments can be fun. SEC tournament's going to be just chaos. I mean, you look at teams. We mentioned the SEC West earlier, um, and between teams like LSU, who just destroyed Louisiana Lafayette, who we were pretty high on in the midweek, and then you have Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, all in the top 10. And then you have I mean, Florida on the other side, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, I mean, Georgia, I don't think will be very good this year, but who knows what South Carolina is like this year? Are they the real deal? They look like it so far, but you know, West, what the thing is West Clark has six homers. I know six but homers. You know, to the start thing the is, dude, ben, you know what the thing is? I feel like the SEC tournament doesn't mean as much. Like no. it matters if you make it to the semifinals, then you're like, Holy shit, let's win this thing. Let's like let's win this tournament. But when you if you get there, you're 
above 500 team, you know you're going to be a two seed in a regional. We're hosting. And the top five or six seeds in the SEC are just going to host no matter what. Like, it's so almost it's like, automatic. It's, all, it's like, okay, if we get to the semi, then we'll care. We'll really care about it. But before then, it's like, hey, let's just go back home and hang out for a couple of days. You know, let's get ready for the regional. That's what we care about, a trip to Omaha. They're not going to be burning through pitching. I don't know. I wouldn't say they don't care. I think they care and they want to win the SEC tournament. But coaches <laughs> but aren't going to be – throwing guys six, seven innings in relief if they, you know, they're not trying to burn anybody out. I, I would definitely say that. But, yeah, no, I agree 100%. But, like, it's like think, – think here's how I think of the SEC tournament. It's like summer ball. You don't want to make the playoffs. You want to go home, go back to school. You know, you're done. <laughs> you're, you're tired of shit of summer ball. But if you make the playoffs, you're like, okay, we're either going to lose two and out and just get the hell out of here – or if we win that first round, okay, guys, let's win the whole thing now. Let's win we're the here. whole thing. <laughs> we're, we're here now. We have to stay anyway. Let's go ahead. I think that's what the SEC tournament is like, Summer Bowl. Yeah. If, if, you're a, if you're a a lock for the tournament, obviously you have teams that we've seen in the past, like Tennessee a couple years ago, Missouri, Kentucky. They're there trying to win the thing, or at least they're, put they're on. They're trying the, to get a regional berth, an at-large bid. They're trying to do the last second, like, push for a resume build to get in that tournament. But you're right. I mean, we've seen teams uh, seated one and two go zero and two and get out of the tournament because they just they get out and then they go and sweep their regional and then they're in a super. Exactly. So that'll be fun. Um, the ACC is going to be kind of like that this year too. I mean, I look at the ACC as a whole and think this is a. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a deep conference. But I Very hate the deep. ACC tournament. I hate it. I don't know if they changed it yet, but the whole round robin thing and then two teams play for the final. It's, it's like it's like damn man like uh, like put some bracket play in there put some eliminations in there yeah i think they ended up changing it but i'm not 100 percent sure on that we'll have to double check but who knows and then we got teams like in the big 10 who aren't going to play until march and that's annoying whatever dude whatever dude whatever, i mean dude. big 10 like same thing with ivy league and georgetown they don't care enough about baseball yeah. Well, there's certain schools in the Big Ten that do Iowa and Nebraska, Iowa, Nebraska, Michigan, Indiana. Those are like the four schools that I think of when I think of Big Ten baseball, and they're always very competitive. So I put in. I mean, Iowa. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't really think of Iowa, but you're right on Nebraska, Indiana, Michigan, but um, and even schools like Maryland, who had some success a couple years ago, they show up every couple years. But no, I agree. Yeah. But anyways, I think, uh, I think old boy um, is calling in. Jordan Wicks. Oh yeah, here he comes. So yeah, we got a great interview with Jordan. You guys, uh, you guys enjoy this one. We'll be back right after this interview. All right, what's up, college baseball fans? We have an extra special guest here today, none other than Jordan Wicks from Kansas State baseball. You know him as the Dirty Southpaw the guy that just shoved it up Oregon State's butt the first weekend of the uh, season. So, Jordan, dude, we're pumped to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, we're here to talk and just kind of get to know you a little bit. So what's going on? Nothing much. You know, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, dude, for sure. And um, so basically the first question that we want to ask you here is we saw that you were a uh, high school kicker, kicked for Conway High School over, over in Arkansas. And uh, I've actually had a few cousins go play Division One football as kickers out of Conway, Arkansas. But I just want to know, you know, what's the furthest field goal you ever kicked? 
Oh, man. Um, missed right a couple times from 44, but um, longest one I've had <laughs> was, uh, was 42 as time expired to send it to overtime. No way. Let's go. Hey, Let's go. Ice hey, where's Pat veins. McAfee at? Where's Pat McAfee? <laughs> exactly. Where's Ice in his veins. No, are brand. you a lefty, lefty kicker? Yep, lefty okay. kicker. Lefty yep. kicker. Nice, dude. That's awesome. So cool. Well, uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording and uh, we, we talked about how you were kind of under recruited a little bit out of high school. Um, you know, ended up at Kansas State, which is a great place. And uh, now it's kind of like, can you, you get there? Yeah. Like, how did you get there? Like, what was the recruiting process like? Yeah, um, you know, it was something to where like, so I was like, I would be considered what would technically be like a soft lefty, I guess, early on in my high school career. Um, you know, I was more like low 80s. So I originally committed to Arkansas State um, after my sophomore year. And then I kind of, you know, had a big velo jump and I was more like mid to upper 80s. How did that feel so, when you when you noticed the velo jump? How was that? You just like, oh, oh yeah. It was, it, it was like, wow, I've got another weapon uh, to use. <laughs> you so, feel you feel so much more important, dude. Oh, the feeling man. when you throw hard, it's just like, oh, yeah, it just, I matter now. Strikeouts feel better, everything. <laughs> people um, notice, but, people pay attention. Exactly. Yeah, no. And then it just like, um, so I decommitted from them because I wanted to play like big time power five division one baseball. Um, and then, you know, Went up to Kansas State, um, loved it. You know, saw the facilities they were building and stuff like that. And it was just, I was like, I'm, I'm on board. Let's, let's get rolling. So yeah. you know, just loved it up there for sure. Now, how close is that to hometown? Like, how, how far oh, is it from seven Manhattan? And a half. Seven and a half hours. So you're still, yeah. uh, let's see, you're still pretty far away from it's home, like, but no, not too far. It's like the perfect no, distance where you're like you're away, you're far away, but you can get home for a weekend. Exactly. And like, I just didn't, you know, I, I lived in Arkansas my whole life. And so part of my thinking was, you know, I just want to, I want to get out and, you know, be by myself. You know, every, every kid wants that freedom when they first oh, yeah. start college. And so, you know, got enough. Facts. Facts. <laughs> exactly. So um, let's, let's take it back a step. So when you were growing up, did you always want to play like professional baseball growing up? Or did you have like any other passions that uh, maybe you, you kind of took to other than baseball? Yeah, I mean, I, I always wanted to uh, play professional baseball, and I'll, I'll tell you guys this story. I actually haven't told anyone this story. I've been holding on to it for a while. There we hey, go. That's what we now like we're to talking. Hear. So when I was in when I was in fifth grade, I remember I was in math class, and the teacher went around and was like, you know, what does everyone want to be when they grow up? And this was like something we had nothing, no time. I'm gonna to hold do you right there. I feel like I've heard this story every time. Someone's oh, teacher man. said you're not gonna do it. And so the funny thing is, I said, I was like, I'm, I'm going to play professional baseball. And she goes, no, you got to pick another one. You got to pick something. <laughs> I told oh, you. boy. I told you. And I have held on to that for, that. oh, man. And it's it's funny, you know, like little little fifth grade me. Of course, I was playing on this travel team, and we were traveling all over the country and, like, beating these teams and stuff like that. And I had, like, I brought in, like, I think, like, 10 newspaper clippings or something of, like, stuff we had won from when we were, like, 8, 9, and 10 and, like, put it on our desk the next day and it was just, like, here, like, read this or something. Let's go. That's awesome. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that's that's something I've held on to for a while. You can um, uh, you can send her a screenshot of your signing bonus one day and email that to her. <laughs> <laughs> Say, look how this worked out. Right, hold on, hold awesome. on. You still have that, you still have that, uh, that, um, 
Oh, never mind. Never mind. I was thinking. I was thinking you had that teacher. She like wrote it. Never mind. No, Dimitri. I think yeah, your batteries yeah. might have just died right there for a second. But you're good. Uh, but uh, dude, that's awesome, man. I love when when the players tell us those kind of stories because you know mm -hmm. it's it's not petty. It's just like extra self motivating. Like you always have oh, that absolutely. to hold back on. So it's something. Dude, it's something I'll remember forever. For sure. For sure. I swear, now, every teacher. I swear, every teacher says, "No, pick something else." And then next mm -hmm. thing you know, they get blasted on ESPN as yeah. that teacher that said no. And I'm sitting there like, "When y'all gonna stop?" Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. who did uh who did fifth grade Jordan Wicks? Who did you look up to as a pitcher? Like, was there a guy that you like loved watching and following? Um, um or like let's not, let's just take it a little bit a broader. Big, so I was I'm a big Chipper Jones fan. That was okay. my favorite player. Love Chipper Jones. Um, I actually just got a chocolate lab, and uh, and his name is Chipper um, after <laughs> Chipper Jones. And so yeah, so we've in Atlanta we, we, we love got, Chipper. We we just got one, but my uh, my girlfriend's been raising it up at home, so she's on she's on puppy duty, and I'm uh, I'm up here playing college baseball. So, yeah. and you know what's gonna I, make I, your girlfriend so mad is whenever you come home, that dog's gonna love you more than her. And no, it's gonna, I know. I told her. I told her. I said when I come home, I expect a fully trained and like operational <laughs> dog when I get back. That's awesome, man. That's Stop, awesome. drop, and roll. Exactly. Yeah. I expect him to sit, roll over, do everything. Yep. Exactly. Now, is there a picture like nowadays that you look up to like someone that's like kind of similar, like comparison wise? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I look, one of my favorite pictures to watch growing up, um, I, I was a Braves fan growing up mainly because of, because of Chipper Jones was uh, Mike Miner. Um, he Interesting. I was a big Mike Miner fan just because you know, I mean, he's he's like me. He's not going to sit up there and throw 98, 99 by you. You know, right. he, he sits he up and pitches. Wasn't he in Kansas City for a little bit recently? Uh, he just signed with Kansas City yeah. this year. Yeah, this is to be his first year with him, yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought, I, I thought Mike – for some reason, I thought Mike Miner was there, like, last year, two years ago. No, yeah, he, he just signed this offseason with him. Yeah. Funny how that works. I know, exactly. that's crazy. Now, uh, now, taking a step away from baseball here – I, I like asking this question. I don't ask it enough, but if you went to like your favorite stadium, for example, mm -hmm. what is your number one go-to concession food item to get? Like concession stand food to get at any ballpark or any stadium out there. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm a big jumbo soft pretzel guy. Okay. It's gotta have, gotta have queso with it though. A little, little cheese dip cheese right dip. there. You gotta have cheese dip in it. You can't, you can't do it without it. Yeah. You're getting a salted one. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's gotta have the salt. I saw somebody not, I mean, maybe a couple of years ago had no salt, just plain press. And I said, what are you eating? Bread. <laughs> you might as well just grab a loaf of bread and just start eating that. That's what I'm saying. Eat a loaf of bread. <laughs> Exactly. Could you imagine walking down the stands with just a loaf of bread and like a oh big beer? Just, yeah, you look like a weirdo. That's screaming, that's screaming beer gut, big belly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, is there like a favorite stadium that you have, like in any sport that you've been to? Um. So I've been to – I went to Dodger Stadium in high school when I was out there for area code. Um, you know, actually one of the crazy stories about that is, so we were, it was, it was me and my mom. It took us like in typical LA fashion, we're like 12 miles from the stadium. It took us like an hour and a half to get there. Oh yeah. You hear nightmare and, stories and, about those. Oh, it was horrible. And we're walking. So we're walking to our seats and we're walking, we're cutting through this hallway and walking back the other way is some guy that works for the Dodgers, like some like stewardess or something. And they, he's got this old guy next to him. 
and we're walking by them and all of a sudden my mom and I, like we pass them and we just stop and look at each other. And it was Tommy Lasorda walking past us. No way. It was, it was no just way. us and Tommy. And we were in such shock that we, we didn't stop and ask for a picture. We didn't stop. We literally just stopped and looked at each other and we're like, that was Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. I, I imagine he has like a presence around him that you just know oh, it's him. <laughs> it, was, it was shock. It was crazy. Yeah. No, I, I imagine that's cool. So you obviously spent a lot of time like traveling, playing baseball growing up. You just mentioned area code. Now, who was the best player in your class that you either played with or against that, you know, is going to be a solidified major league player? No doubt about it. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll give um, two of them. So one of them was um, I played with him in area code. And it was crazy because, like, so he was this big time, you know, like everybody knew him, everybody knew who he was. You know, of course, I was like lightly recruited, so no one really knew who I was. I honestly don't even know if he would remember me being on his team. I don't even know if he knows who I am. Um, Jared Kelnick was Kelnick. on my yeah. yeah, he was a he was a beast. His baseball card's going for like five hundred bucks right oh, now. Oh, <laughs> nuts! Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, he was he was a guy that was on my team. Um, and Noah Naylor was another one that was on my from, team from Canada, crazy. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just crazy good, crazy power, right? Just unreal oh, pop. Yeah, absolutely. What travel team did you play on growing up? So I played for um, so growing Airborne. up actually. Um, so I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. So the guy who coached me from the time I was four until I was 18 was Scott Strove, and he played at Kansas State. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Um, Inside of recruiting. Exactly. Side. Right, right there. <laughs> um, you need to cut that for the NCAA. Um, <laughs> but, um, Drop the bag. Uh, he, um, he, he owns a Dairy Queen. So we were the Dairy Queen Crushers. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah, we were always one of the best teams. And Dairy Queen, we, dude, that's we sick. In high school, we ended up becoming the Arkansas Prospects and, and playing under that name. So I, yeah. I played them all throughout high school. Did you play in Cooperstown or anything like that? We did not. We were supposed to go, but we didn't. We didn't end up going. Yeah, did you play in Cooperstown? No, I never played. Um, so I'm from. Uh, I'm actually from Texas, um, Jordan. So I played a bunch. I played against a bunch of teams from Arkansas, mm -hmm. and man, those teams were always just like. And this isn't an insult, but like the baseball phrase, dirt bags, like not afraid to get dirty, always just scrappy players. And I used to hate because I'm from like the suburbs of Houston, like very white collar area. We're there mm -hmm. trying to put on a show in batting practice. And these kids from Arkansas and Louisiana would just get after us and just put mm -hmm. us to shame. So wait, did you say white collar or blue collar? I, very white collar i i'm from a very i've never heard that i've never i've heard blue collar i've never heard that yeah, well it's the opposite of blue collar <laughs> <laughs> basically i didn't like to get my hands dirty um exactly. but yeah dude that's dude that's cool i mean those arkansas teams are always good and um mm -hmm. so is there um like any kind of like superstitions that you have as a pitcher i know pitchers like dimitri are pretty weird and probably have a lot of superstitions but what, what kind of superstitions do you have um I just, you know, I'm a big – I always hop over the line um, when I'm heading over to the mound. You know, can't never touch the line. That's a pretty pretty standard one, right. one for most, uh, most big leaguers. I think anyone who steps on the line should be suspended a game. That should be a new rule. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just not – I don't have a whole lot of them. Um, I used to – when we used to get to pick our own cleats back before the new staff got in, as long as I was still winning my starts, I'd stick with the same cleats. If I lost, I'd switch. But now okay. we've got like three sets and they each, they have to match our uniforms and all this stuff. And it, they're sweet cleats. So they pick ours for us, but 
Wait, so new staff came in and made a whole bunch of rules, huh? What year was that? Well, new staff came in and made brought in sweet unis, sweet cleats. It's the like, trade-off, man. I'd take that trade-off in a heartbeat. Just crazy nice gear. Yeah. Um, and so what I year was with that? What year with the new staff? So I committed to the old staff, but my first year there um, was the first year Coach Hughes was here. Yeah. So you're fresh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you when year. when when that old guy got I guess fired. I don't know the story. When if he got, I'm assuming he got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you back off your commitment at all, or you were like, I'm still going? No, I stayed with it. I yeah. stayed with it. Um, you know, because I I I thought it was a really good opportunity to come because I wanted to come and pitch on the weekends as a freshman, and I thought it was a really good place to do it. And man, I tell you what, they hit the nail on the head bringing in our staff because our the staff we've got has done a great job of you know bringing in bringing in talent and and building up the program in a hurry. Yeah, and um, so building off that a little bit, um, I do need to apologize because when we were interviewing Kendall Rogers, I did say or might have said that I would expect Kansas State to finish last in the Big 12 this year. But after seeing you shove against Oregon State, I actually have you guys as a solidified regional team because you guys are fun to watch. So uh, thanks for that. Thanks for making me look bad, Jordan. Hey, everyone, everyone can change their mind. It's okay. We're, we're all 100% change of opinions. I was like, I didn't know anything about the team and like really haven't, we've been doing this for two and a half years now, never really followed Kansas state too much. Um, and then I started watching you guys play on that Friday and I was like, okay, these guys can play. This isn't the same Kansas state teams in the past. Like you guys are, you guys are going to be good. And that's the thing that sucked about last year is we didn't get to show like we were we were really talented last year too. We just didn't get to we didn't get to show any of it off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So speak talk about last year. Like, what was it like when y'all y'all? I'm sure y'all got a phone call saying, "Hey, season bang!" You guys find out on Twitter. Well, what was what was that shit like? Man, it was crazy. So we like so I went down. It was a Thursday. I remember because I, I threw on Sundays last year. And I always penned on Thursdays, so I I threw my pen, went to the training room, did my after after my pen stuff, um, and I came down and I was running down to our indoor because that's where our weight room is is down in the indoor, and so I was running down to the indoor. Um, you gotta go through the field, so I was running down the right field line. And Eastern okay. Michigan was here because we were gonna play them in a series, and they're doing their normal like Thursday practice, Thursday BP, and they had left at like 4 a.m. that morning on a bus to come down. And so I went in, got my lift in, everybody was in there lifting and we, we, we walk out and they're gone. Like they're nowhere to be found. They had left to go. Their AD called them and was like, Hey, you got to stop right now and come home. So they just dropped everything like left and came home. So they left, they got up at four so y'all, that morning. So y'all saw them, them, had no idea what was happening. No. And then we immediately went into a team meeting in the, in the room and was like, Hey, like, um, you know, it's been suspended or whatever. And, our first sign that that was going to happen is so coach Hughes, our, our head coach's son played at LSU last year and they, they didn't get on the bus to go to Ole Miss. And so when he, when his son called him and told him about that, he was like, okay, that's, you know, it's probably going to happen here too. And so that's how, that's how we really, and it, it was just crazy. You know, you just don't, you don't ever think of anything like that possibly happen. And you're always just like, Oh yeah, we'll play tomorrow. You know, you, mm-hmm. you really take it for granted. And that's why this year, everyone's like, you know, I get questions from people like, oh, are you looking forward to you looking forward to July, June, all this stuff? I'm like, dude, I'm trying to play tomorrow. Like, yes. I, <laughs> I through tomorrow's game and then I'll think about the next day. Like, it, 
So it's so quickly, and it's just like I'm I'm worried about winning tomorrow and just like trying to just kill it in that game. And it's you know that's yeah. That makes so, sense. So the no, next um, couple, so the next couple weeks, you guys were on campus. But you guys all left. Um. So I was on. We were on campus for about um. I think a couple days. Um. You know, and I I think I honestly left the next Tuesday and went home. Um, because they were like, they started out, they were like, you know, you can stay here and work out and we'll feed you and stuff like that. And then it, then it turned into, okay, you can't work out. And then it turned into, (laughs) okay, we can't feed you. And then it was just like, um, it was like, you know, there's no, you know, college kids go where the food is. So, I mean, there's no food for me here. I'm, I'm heading out. hundred percent. Now, what was your like quarantine workouts? Like, I'm sure you like stayed in shape and threw the ball around. Like, what was your process like for like those six or seven months where you're in limbo mode? Yeah, so it's it's nuts. Um, actually, so when I went home, um, so my girlfriend, um, her brothers in the Nationals organization played at Arkansas. Who's that? Um, he's a left-handed pitcher, Evan Lee. Yeah. Um, and he, so that's my girlfriend's brother. And so we um, we always work out together. Like we long toss together, lift everything, and. Um, you know, her, um, her dad has a connection to a, to a weight room. So we were able to get in, but we were driving two hours every day to, um, get in the weight room just to be able to lift because my girlfriend I, was on track too. So she needed to lift too. So we all needed to lift. And so there was just, there was one place we could get in and we, we drove an hour there and an hour back three days a week, just so we could get in and lift. I mean, that's the I kind would of not commitment. be doing that. I, that's I the kind of commitment. Away. Yeah, that's the kind of commitment. Yeah, it takes, that you, like, it takes you don't a toll hear. on you. That's for sure. Sitting in a car for that long, it, yeah. it gets to you. But it's almost yeah, like it's almost like the workout just canceled just out. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, my my girlfriend's gonna kill me for saying this, but I had to drive the whole time because I I'd like to live to get there. No, <laughs> that's amazing. Did you, did you play summer ball? Yeah, I did. I was up in I was up in Rockford uh, in the Northwoods. So, I, if I remember correctly, Ben, they banged everything and then they started bringing stuff back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they like delayed it a month or something like that. Um, so I was playing in I was playing in this uh, perfect timing league up in um, Northwest Arkansas in the summer. They they basically threw it together and. Let me tell you the biggest variety of talent I've ever played. So like I'll face a lineup and, you know, I was only, we were basically using it as like a spring training before we were going to our other leagues, just so we get out and play. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and um, we're facing, you know, like it starts off first outing I'm facing, you know, um, I think it was, it was Christian Franklin, Matt Goodhart, like all those Arkansas dudes. So it was good competition. Then by the end of the lineup, you're facing like division three guys. And so it's like, you know, just the craziest variety in town. Yeah. The guy who caught me my first outing was a Division three Juco catcher. Was oh, Juco D3. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was kind of crazy. I, I honestly, God, didn't even know they had Division three Juco. Uh, no, I, I mean, I knew D3 about three Juco. Yeah, they're like tiny Juco's. Yeah, I had <laughs> There's like three divisions Can- of Juco. Yeah, like in Kansas yeah. somewhere, probably. Yeah, it is crazy. Wow. But well, yeah, so that was what we did before before heading up to the Northwoods. Goodness, man. Well, uh, I'm gonna we're, we do appreciate you for doing this. We're gonna ask you one last question. Um, mm-hmm. So, kind of like looking back on like your whole life, like your whole baseball career, was there like one moment where you just it kind of clicked for you and you knew like, okay, I, I'm gonna be something special. I'm gonna be able to 
you know, dominate every time I go out? Like, was there ever a moment where it kind of hits you like, okay, I'm better than everybody else. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like to use the term like better than everybody else, but I'll say, you know, one of the, one of the terms where I like felt like I like belonged at this level, like in competing was mm -hmm. um, Texas, my freshman year um, through a complete game shutout at Texas to win the series. Um, because, you know, growing up, growing up as a kid from Arkansas, you know, they talk about K-State is the big, like, is the big robbery in Kansas. Yeah. You know, being an Arkansas kid. And, <laughs> no, no, it was we, another we who the team we want is. Yeah. And so it's, it's down in Texas with all those teams, you know, that's, that's where the big robbery is for me. You know, I just, I get extra fired up when I face those guys because Hey, you know, that's, it's a big, you know, robbery and like, they're just, they're really good. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a big boost to play. So just to be able to do that um, was electric plus tiger won the masters that day. So it just made it an even better. Oh, same day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking dude. of tiger, is he good? Uh, I've heard he's in critical condition with his legs, but like he's gonna live. That's what I heard. I think he's, yeah, he's he's had he's like out of surgery. He's like a, alert and stuff. So I think he's good. Now, are you a golfer? Are you one of those pitchers that likes to go out on the course and play? I am. We actually went out um, yesterday and played. Monday, it was Monday. Shockingly, yeah. seventy-three degrees in Manhattan. So we were we were out there on the course, taking advantage of it, man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Not hey, how negative. Far, how far? Hey, what's that school called from last chance to you from Kansas? Independence. Oh, Independence. Yeah. I had a couple oh. high school buddies that played baseball there, but they, they actually banged their uh, baseball program. They yeah, were actually yeah. there when they were filming it. Oh, my God. Dude, I heard, one. That show, bro, I heard, like, I, I guess I read Twitter and all that stuff. Juco football in Kansas is, like, a big deal. Like, yeah, they, apparently it's nuts. Yeah. It was crazy. For sure. Well, I got one last thing before uh, <laughs> we head out of here. Kansas-Kansas uh, State rivalry in, in – most sport is big. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not I'm personally. I mean, excuse my ignorance, but is it, is it big when you guys you guys get geared up to play Kansas? Yeah, I mean, we you know obviously it's like a Big Twelve game, and and we want to beat them. I've only you know because of last year, I've only been a part of one of them, and they they kind of whooped us my freshman year. Um, you know, I I can't wait to play them this year with the uh, influx of talent we've had in the last two years. Yeah, um, so I'm real fired up for that because we. Uh, Let's just say we owe it to them to uh, go down there and take care of business. So I'm for sure. I'm, I'm ready for that one. For, for sure. sure. And we'll be looking forward to that, man. And uh, we're going to be looking forward to your start this weekend. It's going to be a fun one. We wish you the best of luck. And at, end of, at the end of the day, we do really appreciate you for coming on, man. I'm trying to grow the game of college baseball. And it starts with people like yourself who are willing to do this with us. So uh, we do appreciate you. And you're going to have a little bit of 11.7 luck on your side. Uh, all it seems like yeah, everybody, we interview, bump. everybody who we interview gets a little bump their next start so uh <laughs> best of luck to you man awesome. we'll be keeping up and uh, for all the listeners out there go follow jordan all, on all social medias he's very active on twitter and he's uh he's a good little follow so um but we appreciate it man um good luck your next start <laughs> awesome thank you guys i appreciate you for i appreciate it we'll, hopefully we'll see you guys in may and a regional yeah exactly all right, Dimitri, that was a fun interview we had with Jordan. He was uh, just a good man, dude. He's just a good dude. Like someone that you would just like want to sit around a bonfire and like drink a beer with. Yeah, he definitely had the more chill vibes, more chill. And dude, it was such a classic Friday night pitcher feel. Like he did, he knows he's the shit, but he's super cool. And then 
he'll only talk about things like if you get it out of him or unless you like trigger something for him to share something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's what I liked about him, man. He was just, you could tell how confident he is for sure. It wasn't cockiness at any, like any no, sort of no, measure. No. It was like just confident. Like, yeah, like I knew I was pretty good out of high school. No one really recruited me. Kansas state took a shot on me. Like I was going to stick my commitment there. So that was, that was cool to hear about his recruiting stories and, you know, I love how he just kind of has like that quiet confidence on the mound. I would love to be just like one brain cell in his brain on a Friday night, like what he's going through, like what he's thinking of, because I mean, you could tell he's just a, a smart pitcher. Like I'm sure he, he doesn't throw 97 miles an hour, hundred miles an hour. Like some of these Friday night guys do like, he definitely throws hard, but I think he's very like calculated with his pitches. Like, I think he knows exactly what he wants to throw, what's going to work. And that's why he's going to be successful in the big 12 this year. My favorite pitchers are the ones that when you hit 16, 17 years old, they didn't throw that hard. So they had that, oh, sh- I, I suck. I don't throw hard. And then they just get, they just, just came. The velo come, and those are my favorite pitchers because they knew how to pitch without velo. And then they get velo, and they're like, oh, yeah, dude, I matter now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, anyways, let's go ahead and preview some of the, the big weekend matchups this weekend. Uh, there are the two tournaments going on. We got Coastal Carolina baseball tournament. That's going to have teams like Kennesaw State, West Virginia, uh, Coastal Carolina, and then Bryant University, who we always see in regionals coming out of that Northeastern Conference. So that'll be a fun, fun little weekend matchup up there. Uh, it's cool to see teams that we don't really get to see play play against each other early in the year because that kind of helps us measure out like how good these teams actually are, especially interconference like that. So. I mean, I think Coastal might run away with this tournament just because they're playing at home. And, I mean, you never want to play Coastal Carolina at home. Just ask Duke about that. Uh, Duke played them in the midweek and I think lost like 6-1. to one. So, all right, no. Um, that wasn't the midweek. I think that was during the weekend. Ooh, Coastal and Duke? Yeah. That was, that was Tuesday night. Or, what? yeah, COVID the midweek game. But I think they played them this weekend too. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Coastal, East Carolina. East Carolina, Carolina beat yes, you're right. I, I'm just getting all my North Carolina schools mixed up. You're right. By yeah. the way, Eastern Carolina just, lost six to one. You know, it just clicked when when Jordan Woods was like Conway, Conway, Arkansas. It's like I feel like I know about Conway, Arkansas, but I didn't. It's Conway, South Carolina, coastal. Yes, different Conway, Conway, That's South what, Carolina. I was, I was trying to think how the hell I knew about Conway, but it's the wrong Conway. <laughs> A little bit different weather at each one of those for sure. And so that tournament's going on. And then we also have the Round Rock Classic, which you guys can watch on Flow Sports. It's a, uh, our, one of our partners, and they've been great to us, and we, we've loved watching games on Flow Sports. And so that tournament's going to be Auburn, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Baylor. So two Big 12 teams and two SEC teams. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. So that, that'll be fun. Another SEC versus Big 12 tournament matchup, kind of like the Arlington one last weekend. So at, we're going to make our picks for each one of these tournaments at the end um, when we're making our picks here in just a little bit. But just, oh. some, just some other weekend series to look forward to. We got ACC play back, conference play. Uh, North Carolina and Virginia played an unbelievable game today. North Carolina ended up winning it, and uh, that was fun. It was fun to see conference play. They had a no-hitter going into the seventh, I believe. They did. Um, and Virginia's got a pretty good lineup. You know how those guys – I'm not going to say they're going to go out there and hit doubles and home runs, but they put the ball play. So when you no-hit Virginia through sixth inning, 
that means you are nailed. You are hitting your spots. You are pitching a damn good game. Exactly. And so those are just um, – we got a couple ACC matchups other than that that I really am intrigued for. We got Georgia Tech, NC State. That's going to be on the pick em. Uh, We have Notre Dame, Wake Forest. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Sorry, I came very unprepared. Miami, Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech, another school nobody talks about. They, they, they always struggle, but every couple of years, if they have older guys stick around, you know, guys that they didn't quite hit on draft-wise. And this year, you know, they're older too. So you never know. Virginia Tech could piss some people off and win a couple of games and ruin, you know, people's goals and season. Right. And, uh, no, I agree with that. Virginia Tech, I mean, I don't think they're going to go into Miami and take the series, but they could win a game, which would be big for that program. If they go down to Miami and, and take one from Miami, that's a win for them. Like that's a, that's something to build on. And I, I think we're probably going to see that happen. Maybe like on a Saturday. Yeah. No, the games will probably for the most part be pretty close. And then Miami will should pull away. But if Virginia tech hangs in there, they could steal one. Yes. And that's what they're going to have to do, especially to hang around the ACC this year and not finish dead last. They're going to have to steal. They're going to have to steal a game or two from everybody they play. So moving off from the ACC real quick, speaking of another football type scores, UCF is at Ole Miss. Oh my gosh, dude. I have that written down in my notes. UCF. UCF's pitching has been up 75 runs against Florida Atlantic this past weekend. Yeah, they, they gave up. I want to say in the four games they play, I mean, I mean, actually just look, I'm pulling it up right now. Their pitching was terrible. They yeah. lost 12 to six, 20 to 15. Uh, then they won 15 to six and then they lost seven, nothing to Stetson on Tuesday. They're giving up a lot of runs to not very good lineups. And this, Ole Miss's this, lineup is going to just tee off on these guys. This is the same UCF team that lost one draft guy in the first, uh, fifth round, fourth, I don't remember, like third round, Hank is Hackinson. I think you remember him, Friday night guy from UCF last year. Then they lost a free agent signing. So majority of their team is there, right? Right. It's the same UCF team that went into Auburn last year and swept them. The same team that started the year 14-2. and So I'm not saying the season is over for them, but they better go into Ole Miss and figure some things out. They They have to figure something out. They have to. If not, they're going to start the year one and six. And like that's just not the same team we saw. This is, this, I promise you, I don't know when they scheduled the series, but if they schedule in the past six to 12 months, they scheduled that series thinking this can be a great matchup. We can go to Ole Miss and we can win a series. Now they're thinking, hey, let's get one, boys. Let's, let's, let's fight for two, but let's get one. Let's play a great weekend of baseball. It's yeah. not – Let's go in there and kick some – I mean, obviously, you're going to go into every game thinking you want to kick somebody death. But, I mean, I just wanted to point that out. You see yeah. this is the same team. Dimitri, I don't know about you. I'm not a meteorologist by any means, but I'm starting to think there's going to be a 100% chance of uh, beer showers all weekend in Oxford, Mississippi. Your boy, Kale Baker, is back. Kale Baker is back, and there is going to be tons of beer showers. They might even have to delay the game for just all the beer that's going to pile up on they, the field. There's going to be a lot of freaking home runs. But, hey, Kale Baker already beat COVID this week. He's about to beat the hell out of UCF, too. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I expect Ole Miss to put up double-digit runs easily in all three games. But, 
Just moving on from there, I mean, there's some other series that we're really intrigued about. Liberty goes and plays TCU. That'll be a fun matchup between uh, two schools that you know, have had a lot of success in the recent years. And so that'll be fun to watch. And then obviously we have schools like ECU, East Carolina playing at Georgia Southern, who Georgia Southern hung in with Tennessee last weekend in three games. And who knows? I mean, Georgia Southern was probably one of the better teams in the Southeast last year, beating Georgia and Georgia Tech in the midweeks. That'll um, be fun. Another series that I I don't think is going to be that big of a deal, but Tulane goes to Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State's going to be too good. They're going to they're going to I think they're going to comfortably beat Tulane. But if Tulane shows up, and I and I said this on the Twitter, I would love to see Tulane just say let's be jerks and slap a sticker on Mississippi State's dugout wall. <laughs> I mean that would be ballsy, but. I mean, why not? I don't well, think they're going to have a chance to. I think Mississippi State yeah. is going to take care of them pretty good. I would say this is a top five uniform matchup in college baseball. I think both of these schools, personally, I think Tulane has the best uniform selection in college baseball. But Mississippi State's up there in the top five for me as well. I love what they break out every year. They have the creams. They got the pinstripes, the all blacks, the the throwback uniforms. Do you remember their Stark Vegas jersey? Um. Is that the All Blacks? No, they had a. It's like it's black, but they had a Stark Vegas jersey a couple of years ago. I think I don't think they got in trouble, but they had in they had like very faded like background writing, and it, it was talking about Ole Miss or like talking about the real school or something oh, about Ole Miss. Yes, I do. The Stark that Vegas was, that jersey was a few years ago. I remember that though very vaguely, but I do remember something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so I think I that's think a top five, top five uniform matchup of the year for sure. People and think I hate Mississippi State. I don't. I, I just like don't. to get keep it real sometimes. But I think they handle Tulane. But I would love to see a sticker slot. I agree. I think Mississippi State sweeps them. But if if Tulane can go in there and win on Friday or Saturday and come into Sunday with a chance to win the series, that's going to be big for that program. I mean, they obviously have talented players over there. It wouldn't it wouldn't like shock me if that happened, but it would definitely surprise me a little bit. And then last but not least, one of my favorite matchups of all time in college baseball, South Carolina, Clemson. I mean, this is just one of the best baseball rivalries out there. I mean, there's, there's really not like none that come to mind that top this, in my opinion, like the traditions from both schools, the winning, like the winning traditions and all of that. It's crazy to me to see them play this early in the year in a weekend series. I don't know if they've done that in the past or not. They, all, they always play in, within the first three, four weeks. But sometimes they do – I'm trying to remember. I think they always play a weekend series, but they do like a floor field, one at Clemson and then one in Columbia. Yeah, and I, I want to say they're doing that again this year. They are. They are. Are you 100% sure on that? Um, yeah. They are because they are. I think they're at Clemson. Uh, they're – at Clemson tomorrow, at Floor Field Saturday, and then at South Carolina on Sunday. Yes, you're 100% right. I actually just saw that on Twitter. So that'll be fun. That's like what's my favorite base, college baseball rivalry, I think, unless there's one I'm forgetting about. But just I to mean, keep up I with. Mean, I mean, you got to think the Ole Miss Mississippi State rivalry is a great rivalry. Um, Arkansas and Texas is a good rivalry. Um, Florida, Miami is good. But, but you know what the thing is about? South Carolina, Clemson, you feel like the fans are way more into it. Miami and Florida and football are huge. But yeah. When it comes to baseball, you don't see beer flowing everywhere. You don't see tailgates everywhere. 
when you see South Carolina Clemson, you see in baseball, you see a lot of energy. You see a lot of excitement, more tradition. Yeah. You're you're right. You're hundred percent right on that. So those are going to be some of the big weekend series. Obviously there's some mid-major series that we're going to keep our eyes on too. And we'll definitely keep you guys updated on that. But what I want to do now, Dimitri, is uh, let's do some trivia before we make our picks. So I know okay. you, you prepared three trivia questions for our listeners. I know the answer is now. I didn't know. I mean, I knew one of the one of the three, or maybe two of the three, whenever you told me before the show. You, to- you knew you knew the first. You knew one and two. You knew two of them. Two of the three. That's right. And so what we're going to do is just you guys reply to us on Twitter or Instagram or however you follow us. Yep. Uh, shoot us. Shoot us. Uh, DM or tweet at us, whatever you guys feel more comfortable doing. So the three questions are number one, what school in the whole country has the most first overall picks in the MLB draft? I'll in history, it. right? Number one, like one, one first pick of the draft, first overall pick in the draft. What school, and this is any school in the country has the most first overall picks, not the second overall pick or third first round. First overall pick, and who has the most? The second question What Oklahoma school has the most regional appearances since 2000? Repeat What Oklahoma Division I school has the most regional appearances since the year 2000? This one is a pretty, that's a pretty good question. Um, I personally had an idea, but I didn't quite know the answer. And number three, who was the most recent team to lose back-to-back College World Series finals? I'll give you a clue. They lost to the same team twice. <laughs> well, don't give it away now. <laughs> I mean, repeat. Who was the most recent team to lose back-to-back College World Series? And now, don't go on damn Google or Bing or whatever the hell you guys use. Go look, go look at the question. I want to see how many people actually can answer them straight from their brain we would actually go look it up on google we would respect you more if you got one wrong because that would show that you didn't google it no i'll respect that they get all three right without (laughs) cheating (laughs) but there's just no way to uh no way to referee that but anyways so let's go ahead and move into our picks we have five weekend series that we're gonna make picks on and if you're new to the show which i know we're getting a lot of new listeners every week we pick five series and we pick which team is going to win two out of three in that series and then we're also going to pick the winner of the Round uh, Rock. Rock Classic, and that'll be bonus points towards the end of the season. So last week, Dimitri and I both went three and one. Uh, Bitchhead went one and three. Oof. Yeah, and then Eric, Eric Sorensen, who was our guest, went one and three, which, I mean, he works for Division One Baseball, uh, D1Baseball.com. So who are the real experts? Um, <laughs> no offense to Eric, if he's listening or if you guys are listening. Uh, we're kidding. I think, I think the new gurus are in town. The yeah, new I, would, I would not call us gurus. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no experts here. But so the five weekend matchups, we're going to start with probably one of my favorite low key series out there. But UConn and Southern Miss is going to be a great head to head matchup. So glad they actually get to play each other. We saw UConn hang in there with Virginia and actually win a game out of that series. And then Southern Miss is always just a traditional top tier mid major. And so that'll be a fun series to watch. Um, and then we have UC Irvine and UCLA. UC Irvine's ranked very high in our mid-major poll. And then UCLA is ranked really high in our normal top 25. And then we have Georgia Southern versus uh, East Carolina. Georgia Southern, 
destroyed whoever they played in the midweek. I think it was – oh, boy. How am I forgetting this? Georgia Southern? Yeah, who did they play in the midweek? Georgia Southern played um, – They beat somebody like 18-7, to 7, College of Charleston, who's usually pretty good. And then they lost 5-3, to 5-3, to 7-3 to, to Tennessee, who we have ranked pretty high. So it's Georgia Southern versus East Carolina – That'll be a fun matchup. It's actually in South, uh, Georgia Southern in Statesboro, Georgia. So they have a nice new facility over there. It's going to be fun to watch that. They have, they have, I don't know if people know, but Southern actually have a little bit of rowdiness to their fan. Like they oh, show up, get, they show up for baseball game. I remember I struck out looking at Southern my senior did they do year. The, did they do the step, step, step? Yeah, they stepped me all the way back to the dugout and told me to sit down. I started dying laughing. <laughs> I was like, Guys, we're getting whooped like eight to one right now in the ninth. I just pinch hit. Leave me alone. <laughs> Dude, my whole high school, my freshman year at Georgia Southern, this is my first big midweek start. So back like, I don't know if people, I don't know how the, the recruiting has changed a little bit, but back, I mean, okay, I say back and people make it, I feel like way, way back. But back in 2012, my freshman year, we went to Southern. Half of my high school went to Georgia Southern. And they were like all at the game, right? This is my first big midweek start. I turned down Georgia Southern. They offered me on Facebook, believe it or not. On Facebook? BJ Green, BJ Green, the pitching coach of Georgia Southern, offered me on Facebook. And I respect, respectfully declined. <laughs> because you just don't do that. I have the screenshot still. I can share it one day. <laughs> That's amazing. I had no idea about that story. They offered me on Facebook. And I went down to Georgia Southern. Half of my high school's there, full sold-out crowd. You know, beautiful day. I remember it. Tuesday night, I threw six inning, like maybe two hits, like shutout or one run, something. Really great start. But the whole game, they were chanting like the meat hook, sit down to meat, sit down to meat. Like the whole stadium was chanting it. And I remember I struck somebody out, like a man on third or something. And I, I don't know why, but all my high school friends were sitting behind our dugout. So when you walk to the dugout, you could see them, you know, all up right behind the dugout. And I just gave them one of those, you know, those asshole smirks. <laughs> I just, just stared them down, gave them that smirk, walked in. But I love pitching at Georgia Southern. No, it's a fun atmosphere there. They, they have a bunch of rowdy fans. And if you don't know anything about Statesboro, Georgia, I mean, they, they drink beer like it's water. It's a dude, yes. nice little country town in, in very East Georgia, right? And probably an hour from the beach. So that's where, uh, that's a big party school in Georgia, if you didn't know that. Liquor is banned, you know, in that county. They probably drive, for a reason. Probably for a reason. They drive 20 minutes to go get liquor or whatever, and they still got plenty of it. Yeah, they, they stock up in, during the summertime for sure. But uh, anyway, so we got Georgia Southern versus East Carolina, and then we have Georgia Tech, NC State, which is going to be a great ACC matchup. And last, we have Clemson versus South Carolina. That'll be a fun one to pick. So, Demetri, I'll let you pick which game you want to – or which series you want to pick first. Okay. I'm going to take – you know what? I'm going to take UConn over Southern Miss. Good, because I'm taking Southern Miss over UConn. I'm so glad you picked that one first. I was going to take Southern Miss anyways. UConn and, over Southern Miss. And just for the listeners out there, we're going to have a graphic. We're going to post this. And you guys play along with us. Give us your picks. We want to know. If you go 5-0, and we'll give you a prize. How about that? No, yeah. Um, 
last week, I think that was on me. I think I just tweeted it out and didn't quite make a message clear that we are doing the same thing. Send us your picks, screenshot it, you know, whatever, just reply with your picks, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. All right. Next, I'm going to go with, uh, let's, let's talk about this Georgia Tech NC State series. I, I like Georgia Tech just because I think they have a bunch of young talent and I'm not sold on NC State just yet. I, I think we might have them ranked a little too high. I think Georgia Tech goes in there and, and, and takes care of business this weekend. What I'm do you gonna, think I that? think I'm going to go with uh, Georgia Tech as well. Um, okay. I think NC State, I wouldn't be surprised if NC State wins. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't be surprised. But I think Georgia Tech, I think, I think they're going to, I think they're a good team. I think they can win the series start the eighth, ninth year over 500. Okay. So we both got Georgia Tech there. All right. Let's move on to UC Irvine and UCLA. Now, this is a matchup where if you would ask me two weeks ago, I would say, oh, this shouldn't even be on there. But UC Irvine really showed out week one, and UCLA really did not. UCLA lost two out of three to San Francisco. So this is a this is kind of a toss-up in my head. It's a I'm trick. Gonna, it's a trap. I'm going to go with UCLA. I'm going to take the safe bet. I haven't seen enough of, of UC Irvine yet this year, but they are ranked, what, like second or third in our mid-major poll? They are ranked second, I believe. So, I mean, we looked at the resume, and they, they've built up quite a resume so far, so – this is uh this might this one might come back and haunt me, but I'm not hundred percent sure on it yet. So I'm gonna stick with UCLA winning two out of three. So I just don't see UCLA being being the program that bullshits two weekends in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like think they got their wake up call too, last week. They're too good of a team, they're too well coached to not show up two weekends in a row. With that being said, I'm going with UC Irvine. Yeah, I mean, they just swept Washington in a three-game series last week, so they're ready to play. And the Anteaters, are, they're definitely somebody I could see making like a deep postseason run this year. It's just, I mean, it's more of like a gut instinct. I mean, kind of it, is, it is three games in, so we might be overhyping, overreacting, but, no, I, agree. but I agree. I agree, we, though. We came into the season with high hopes for them. We thought that they were definitely going to be able to uh, – you know, compete well at that level, even on the West Coast where there's some tough teams. But this just kind of feels like the year where we're going to be talking about the Anteaters in like a super regional this year. No, I agree. I agree. Complete gut feeling. They so, have no statistics to back that up. Just kind of, I'll be honest with you guys, I just have a gut feeling about the Anteaters this year. But still sticking I'm going with, with you. I'm going with you, Fairvine. So, Georgia Southern versus East Carolina, Ben. What do you got? Uh, give me Georgia Southern. I liked how they hung in there with Tennessee. <laughs> I thought the way that they dominated college Charleston, they showed they could really hit, especially bad pitching. I'm not sold on East Carolina this year yet. I, I've been a huge supporter of East Carolina baseball. I think that's a baseball school through and through. But something from last year kind of told me that Georgia Southern's turning the corner with their baseball program. They beat Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Mercer last year, I believe. No, they did not beat Mercer last year. I think they ended up getting canceled. But yeah, I'm going to take Georgia Southern at home, two out of three. I think they win the series 2-1. I love this pick because we are so on opposite sides on most of these picks, which makes it one person is going to win a lot of games, the yeah. other person is going to lose a lot of games because I'm going with East Carolina. Good. I think I think Georgia Southern played close against Tennessee, but I don't think they are good. They were good enough to win any of the games to really win those games. They played close, which means they're a good team. But I think East Carolina – 
be better team and they're going to find a way to win too. That's not a bad, not bad logic there, but I disagree. I think Georgia Southern takes two out of three. You can disagree then... all you want because when you're wrong, you could really disagree. <laughs> fair. That's fair. And then the last series we have here is the granddaddy of them all, the Clemson versus South Carolina. One game at Clemson, one game at South Carolina, one game at a neutral site, floor field where the uh, Greenville Red Sox play. Is that what they're called? Greenville no, Drive. Greenville Drive. I should have known So that. I'm going to throw a twist in here, Ben. We're going to do everything the same. We're going to make our pick who wins the series. But as a bonus, can you claim? Can you call who wins at which location? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I think South Carolina wins at home and at floor field. And I think Clemson might take one at Clemson. That's my guess. That's a very safe, like very, very safe guess. But right. that's my call. I think, I think South Carolina wins two out of three. They win at home and they win Saturday against, uh, against Clemson at floor field. So I, we were on a great trend here. We were going opposite on everything, but I'm going with South Carolina as well. But here's the twist. I think South Carolina win Friday and Saturday at Clemson and at floor field. And then Clemson takes the game three, salvages one at South Carolina. Listen, all I know is you do not want to pitch to West Clark at South Carolina. The kids got six homers and I think four games, including a three homer game in the midweek. I'm going to throw this in there. You think Clemson going to win the opener on Friday night and then South Carolina is going to win the next two. No, actually, I'm I'm really leaning towards a sweep of South Carolina right now. A uh, sweep? I, yeah, I think South Carolina might sweep them. Now, the more I think about it, with that lineup that they have, I mean, they, they can pitch around West Clark all they want, but South Carolina's deep. Like South Carolina's lineup is deep this year. It's oh, deep. I I was thinking on terms of a sweep as well, but I think Clemson can get one on Sunday after South Carolina already takes the series because you know how this shit works. You take two, an emotional big series. In a rivalry, usually the other team gets one. Right, right. And I know that. And I don't, I think Clemson's very talented this year, too. I saw them. But you're probably right on the sweep, which is very, very possible. But I think Clemson wins at South Carolina on Sunday just to salvage one. It wouldn't surprise me, but dude, now that I think about it, I really like Clemson this year too. So I don't think they're going to sweep. I mean, Clemson took, they swept Cincinnati week one and Cincinnati's a team that we saw in the regional two years ago after winning the American tournament. Who knows? I, I'm going to say South Carolina wins two out of three. I don't know which. I don't you know said, who's win. Hold on, hold on. You said, <laughs> I'm changing my mind. Win. You said Clemson is going to win the opener. No, this is your pick. Once you say it, it's official. You said Clemson is going to win opening <laughs> ask, night. Ask me at three. Ask me at three fifty nine Eastern time tomorrow. I'll give you my pick. I dude, I'm so torn right now. No, no, this is the pick that it's on air and it's official. You said Clemson's winning the opener, <laughs> and then South Carolina's taking the next two. <laughs> God dang it. Uh. Goodness, so, um, you have our I, pick. I, this is my pick. This is my pick. This is my pick. No, it's over. You already Clemson, made your pick. Clemson, South Carolina, South Carolina. South Carolina wins the last two. That's 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 what we said in the beginning. I know. I'm sticking with it. You have to. I know. West Clark hits two homers this weekend to bring him up to eight. I'm calling that as well. Dude, West Clark if, might if, have if, more power dude, than Spencer if he Torkelson. Two, if he had two 
more home runs this weekend. I think we might have a, a new Golden Spikes candidate. No, dude, he's. I think he's the favorite right now, Dimitri. He's hitting I mean, like no, no, 750. No. no, but I'm talking about – I don't know if Wes Clark – I could be totally wrong. He was, the, he was the nation's leader in home runs last year, I believe, before but they stopped he, the was, season. But was he oh, – dude, this is me being stupid right now, but was he a, a candidate? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think – I mean, this year, yes. But he last a, year, I don't gold, know. He was the golden bike preseason candidate this year. Yeah, I would be shocked if he wasn't. I'm 99% sure. I'm pulling it up right now. You go ahead and pull it up. Let me talk about how I think he has, just based off the videos I've seen from him and his home runs, I think, he has, I think he has just as much power as Spencer Torkelson, who scouts were like drooling over last year, goes 1-1 overall in the draft. I'm not saying Wes Clark's going to go 1-1 overall in the draft, but if there's a guy that's going to climb up leaderboards and, and as far as the draft, I mean, draft boards go, yeah. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, his power yeah. is – what Ben he was not a preseason I knew I was right he was not a preseason golden spikes candidate okay well guess what that's why I was saying that guy is shooting up right into the pre uh the semi-finalist whatever they want to call it for the golden spikes well he follows us on twitter 11.7 so that counts for something right we're we're gonna get him on the show eventually oh he, he we'll get him on the show and if he doesn't that's his own damn loss yeah but I mean, I, oof. I mean, he's his power is is monstrous. We do have the eleven point seven bump. When you come on the show, you play better. Yeah, well, I'm gonna call this right now. Jordan Wicks is gonna throw seven and a third, eleven punch outs, two hits tomorrow, no runs. Write it down. Someone write that down because when he goes out and pitches tomorrow against Western Michigan, you guys are gonna say, "Oh man, say it again." Seven and a third, 11 punchies, two hits, no runs. Dude, that's a picture of the week kind of numbers right there. Oh, I yeah. love it. I mean, I the 11.7 bump is real. We've had, I think, four or five first-rounders um, on the show. It's, it's a real thing. So, Wes Clark, if you want that bump, I mean, you really don't need it right now, but if you want it, come on the show. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I think 50% of the Golden Spikes list, from the freaking SEC. I would probably say more than that. I mean, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 guys for, from the SEC. How many? So that's not 50%. Oh, it's not? 55 players are on the list. Wow. Well, I mean, that's a good conference. <laughs> Nobody can argue with that. But anyways, uh, last thing we're going to do here on the show, we're going to Talk about who we think is going to win the Round Rock Classic. Again, it's going to be Auburn, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Baylor. Four schools that, I mean, Auburn's coming off probably the best midweek they've ever had in school history, scoring 51, or 51 runs in two games. You got Oklahoma who struggles against Stephen F. Austin and takes care of business against UT Arlington. You got Texas A&M who has no identity right now. Can't hit the ball, can't pitch the ball. They just, they avoided a one in Five or one and four start by walking off Tarleton State on Wednesday. And then you have Baylor, who I thought was going to be really good going in this year. I still don't know if they have an identity yet, but I don't, I don't think, have they played yet? Who's that? You're talking about Baylor? I think yeah. Baylor they, went, yeah. Baylor's played barely. They, they lost, uh, two, they out, lost three two out of three to UT Rio Grande Valley or somebody like that. UTRGV. 
Yeah. And goodness, man, like these big 12 schools just did not come prepared to start go the ahead, season. Give, go ahead and give Auburn the trophy. I don't, I know you need to introduce no, our pick, but just go I ahead do. and give Auburn the trophy. I don't know. I don't think I'm going with Auburn. I, I think their, their midweek was flawed. I mean, Alabama A&M is, is not someone that, I mean, you should be. And by. they played, they, I know they played Presbyterian. So, yeah, you know, they didn't play anybody, but just go ahead and give Auburn. I'm, I'm going with Auburn. All right, you'll go with Auburn. I'm going to go with uh, – oh. You're about to go with Oklahoma. I know it. I know. I'm switching my pick. I'm going with Baylor. I'm going with Baylor. Give me Baylor. I'm going to I'm gonna hurt myself for this. But, yeah, they play they play Texas A&M game one. They should win that because A&M is not winning the first game of the series. And then they have Auburn on Saturday. Hopefully, Baylor can steal one there and start the tournament 2-0. You want to know why? You want to know why I'm going with Auburn? They play Oklahoma, who I think is probably the second most talented team of the tournament, on Friday. So Auburn can throw their best guy and beat Oklahoma. And then Saturday versus Baylor, they're going to, you know, score a bunch of runs. They're going to win that game. And then they got lousy. And I'm going to call them lousy. Texas A&M on Sunday. Yeah, uh, that's a good recipe right there. It, it does sound like Auburn should win this tournament. I'm going with Baylor. I think this Baylor team just showed up opening weekend after uh, – you know, a generational ice storm. They weren't able to practice on field. They get beat at UT Rio Grande Valley where nobody wants to play at that stadium. It's, it's nothing, uh, nothing too exciting to play at. I think they get their stuff together and, uh, and really focus up. They, they take game one at A&M. And then Saturday, I think they lock it in and win that one too. So I'm going to go with Baylor. Just I hate doing this. Maybe it's because they have the same initials as me. B-U, B-U. But... God, I hate that pick. I hate that pick so much that I actually starting to like it. I hate that pick so much that I'm actually starting to like it. Let's go Baylor. Okay, big cat. Yeah, let's let's go Baylor. Yeah, sir, for real. That is a big cat saying. But anyways, um, appreciate you guys for listening to the show. You guys have a great weekend watching all the college games going on. There's going to be like close to 450 games this weekend. And um, check out our new online store. We have a new online store where you can buy 11.7 merchandise and other great, great T-shirts and stuff. I do have a PSA. What's that? Go get your Flow Sports account. Plug it in, 11.7, spell out the word point. Helps us out, helps them out. They have um, been streaming a lot of games. Um, anything that ESPN3 isn't carrying, I believe, they have it on Flow Sports for the most part for the big game. Um, so go get you an account. Um, I've heard plenty of good things about them i enjoy i personally watched plenty of games on there this past weekend this past week uh so go ahead and go plug it in plug our code in which is just like an affiliate program helps us out helps them out yes sir just like dimitri said but you guys have a great weekend enjoy all the college baseball and we'll be back sunday give you guys a little wrap-up episode <laughs>